Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Path to Abundant Living. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to be back with you today. And as always, I'm joined by my sidekicks, and that's Mr. Matt Norman and Scott Morrison over at Morrison Norman Wealth Management. And we're going to be diving into a really unique topic today. We've got two very special guests here on the show today. We've got the Johnsons, and that is Mr. Chris Johnson and Matt Johnson, Chris being the founder and CEO of On Target Living, Matt Johnson being the president of On Target Living. And we're going to be diving into their world and what it is that they do on a daily basis via on target living a lot of exciting things to unpack but first let's go ahead and say hi uh, to our main characters if you will matt and scott matt scott good to see you guys today how are you doing hey ryan how are you today good to see you scott as always hey nice matt hey you. ryan good afternoon yeah very excited be... about today's guests yeah absolutely uh so why don't let, bring our audience up to speed matt i know you guys obviously hold a relationship over there with chris and matt uh anything you want to share with our audience before we bring them on dive into today's conversation any background of sorts so yes uh, um which i know you'll kind of do a little bit more bio on them as well but so i've known chris now for 20 plus years and and matt for a, a number of years as well and First met Chris when he was a personal trainer at a club where he worked and I belonged and got to know him and have become, you know, great friends. But the the stuff that he talks about with on target living and health and performance and fitness and, and all the stuff, and I'm not even gonna try to touch on them, let the, them do all that. It is it is life changing. And and for those who end up watching this, I'll hold up the food target and you can see and so I remember when Chris introduced this to me and my family, it's like, you know, you want to eat in the center of the target. Well, for me, I love the outer of the target. I love Oreo cookies, white bread, and and all the good stuff. But mm -hmm. the the more that talking with Chris and seeing him as as I like to call him the super action figure, because he is he's an action figure. If you see him and get to know him, it's it's true. And Matt is the same way. And so it is it, it is life changing, and one of the things that we talk about is what's your most important asset. And as I heard a, a physician say one time, it's your pulse. You know, if you don't have your health, I don't care. I don't care where that decimal point is or where the comma is on your net worth, whether it's just a little or a lot. If you don't have your health, it doesn't matter. And and as we get older, we start to realize how important that is, and it's. Do you want to have that quality of life for as long as you possibly can? And so, like I said, I can tell you from personal experience, and I know Chris and Matt are probably more, is how much it helps you not only today, but for decades to come. Absolutely. No, that's great. I mean, the most important thing we have is our health, right? And that's what we should value above all. Uh, so before we bring the fellows on, I want to read a quick little bio specifically about Chris, again, the founder and CEO of On Target Living. Chris Johnson, he's an international speaker, thought leader, and a best-selling author. He is on a mission to inspire people to take small steps to healthy living through his signature Rest, Eat, Move system. Uh, Chris, again, founder and CEO of On Target Living. We'll be talking to him in just a moment, uh, which is a global health and performance company. Now, Chris travels the world, uh, teaching organizations how to really feel their best and their people to feel their best in life. And these organizations, these leaders and teams along the way have benefited from their approach in so many ways, shapes and forms, which, which really just flies in the face 
uh, of convention by showing us how to unleash human potential and create transformation from the inside out. Also, on a personal note, Chris loves to spend time with his five grandchildren. He lives in Michigan with his wife, Paula, and their dog, Floyd. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome aboard. Uh, Chris, great to see you. Thanks so much for jumping aboard. And Matt, of course, great to have you aboard with us today, too, on the show. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Great to see you guys. You too. You're the superhero freak. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's the he's the freak of nature. So that's why he can eat Oreo cookies and white bread. But yeah, no, we're so, happy to be here today. So, Chris, yeah, I'm, I not, start with I'm not I'm not the uh, freak of nature, but I I did I did meet Chris through Matt. And Chris, I just want to let you know, I still am shopping on the outside rim of the grocery store. I'm not entering into the dark spaces of the, uh, the aisles. That's the nope, that, Scott, that's all good stuff. For sure. That is key for sure. So Chris, how did you get into the business? How did you start on Target Living? Well, Matt, as you know, I worked at one of the largest health clubs in the world, the Michigan Athletic Club, and I was the director of fitness and training and um, one of the things we learned very quickly is that you have to educate the members. And one of the things I started doing is speaking. And so as speaking started to grow, then I thought to myself, okay, there's just something interesting as we went. So when I was, when I was kind of ready, I decided to go out on my own and, and opened On Target Living back in 2006. And I went full-time in 2008. And basically it was me and, uh, you know, your, your wife and Dawn. And um, I was traveling around the country and around the world speaking to or large organizations. And then in about uh, a handful of years into it, my son, Matt, which now runs our company, came on board uh, many years ago and he helped us get in the e-commerce space. And Matt's one of our presenters, presenters and he also is an author. Um, so again, that's kind of how it all began, but it really began with really seeing a, a lot of pain out there you know, our health is not getting in any better. And um, some very simple solutions like you and Scott teach is how do you uh, take care of that greatest asset and that asset is your health. So I saw a need for it and I started doing speaking and then one thing led to another and book writing and podcast and the list goes on, but that's how it all began. Um, and But it began a long time ago before that, as you know, I I'll turn 66 I was going to ask you to touch on that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I've been doing this a long time over 35 years and I uh, turned 66 in the fall. And so really my whole life, I've been interested in sports and athletics and I got into bodybuilding in the early eighties. And I realized very quickly that uh, there's a lot in this whole nutrition space that people are so confused about. And that was the, the genesis behind the target, but it's been a long time coming but Ontario Living's been in, in business since 2006, and um, we have an amazing team here in East Lansing. And uh, my son now is uh, running our business for the last handful of years and the next generation. So, which is, I'm really excited about, very proud of. One quick thing about that. So, so from when you were, as you would say, raised by wolves, do, do people find it interesting that you started out as uh, a driver for Frito-Lay to then end up where you are today? Well, I, I worked at uh, Butternut Bread before that, selling Dolly Madison cakes and cupcakes. And then I, <laughs> one of my good friends was uh, 
uh, working at Frito-Lay. But, I, you know, about one year in Frito-Lay, Frito-Lay was a fantastic job for me because it allowed me to go to graduate school. And um, But, yeah, I was like what Scott was talking about. I'm selling the Doritos and Ruffles and Fritos, and that's in the middle of the store. But, uh, yeah, it's – and, again, that's the that's the story is that – I wasn't starting out eating wheatgrass and cod liver oil. It was I was a very unhealthy eater, but very interested in my health and in you know performance. But I didn't know how, and I had gut issues, and I had immune system that was compromised, and I was just given more and more medication. So once I started realizing the power of food and rest and breathing and sleeping, and the list goes on then I really started, you know, experimenting and diving into more information. And then I want to share that with more and more people. And that's kind of how it all began. But yeah, we started way back in the day, very unhealthy eater. And, um, and again, it's just a transformation that we all face in, in every aspect of our life. Yeah. Hey, Matt, I have a question for, uh, for Chris's Matt. Uh, what, what differentiate, I mean, there's so many different organizations now in the health and fitness space, what differentiates on target living from everyone else? Hey, Scott. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different or differentiators, unique selling propositions for us. I, you know, I was kind of thinking about this coming into the interview, but I think it's our integrity. So, um, we could sell many things that people look at us as the trusted expert and we could make more money. But I think our integrity is really one of the separators is we do kind of the, the hard stuff that actually has meaningful impact versus just giving people what they want, whether that's telling people what they need to hear or products that we sell on our, our website. I think that's one of the big differentiators. And I think when people come into the on-target living ecosystem, they, they learn that. And that's what creates, I think, a loyal following and, and a customer that's getting value versus uh, just selling a product. I, I love that, that it's the, what you just said, we, similarly, it's, you're going to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear, right? Because right. it's easy. Well, oh, take this pill or do this, right? Well, no, it's, you, you put in the work, right? Yeah. I'll give you an example. So um, obviously I've, I've been a part of this for 36 years, uh, some by choice, some not by choice, born into the the family. But um, many years ago, uh, people would approach my dad or the company and say, I sell a protein powder, would you like to private label it? A very profitable uh, product, easy to sell, shelf life for 30 years plus. I mean, it would be oh, the so good, easy the to good sell. Stuff, right? The good stuff, right? <laughs> But we just never go down those paths unless we vet it through kind of our methodology. And I think the methodology is is one of the other pillars that makes us unique. Okay, that's fantastic. So for either one of you, do you believe that there is a health crisis in America? And if so, you know, what's causing that? What's, who's responsible? I'll let him answer that. Okay. Well, I, I don't think we have enough time for that, but uh, in a <laughs> okay. nutshell, uh, there are two things we're not taught in school. One is personal finance, as you guys both agree, and the other one is health. 
And so if you're not taught this at an early age, medical illiteracy has never been higher. And so there's so much information out there. People don't know what to believe, not to believe. And so we're, we're unarmed with the tools to help take care of your greatest assets. So that's what we get excited about is if we can share, share with people some simple strategies and help you understand. Like, for example, we did a podcast today on testosterone. Most people do not understand that cholesterol makes your sex hormones. So if you're compromising your cholesterol, which most people want to lower, then you're probably going to compromise your testosterone. So there's a lot of needs out there, that a lot of confusion. So when you put that all together, we're, we're in an uh, environment that's so easy to buy unhealthy food that tastes great and is very inexpensive. It's so easy not to move our bodies anymore. It's so easy to be overwhelmed with the amount of stress we have in our world. So when you start piling on, it's, it's no wonder we're moving in a bad direction. And on top of that, we don't really know what to do. So it's no different than cryptocurrency or, you know, whatever it might be, the flavor of the day in your space. It's, it's the same challenge we face. Knowing that there's so much to, to cover here. I mean, I've been around you guys and, and seen your, seen the books and some of your, your seminars and things, just knowing the, the depth to, what it takes to live a healthier life. If you could just narrow it down to just three things right now, you know, because of the, uh, with the timing that we have here today, what are three really important things that you would like to pass on to, to our audience? I'll take, I'll take that. I mean, that's, that's a tough question. And it's probably tough for you guys too, but our, our three pillars that we teach are how to rest, how to eat, how to move. Now, those are very broad, wide, he could go on and on. And so specifically, you know, just take a couple areas that, you know, I was talking to a gentleman last week and sometimes with our business, we focus on our strengths, but when it comes to our health, we should really focus on our weaknesses. And so you look at those three buckets, rest, eat, move. And I would say the first three things someone should do are the buckets that are the worst. Um, we work a lot in the financial space and one of the biggest neglected areas is rest and rejuvenation, you know, too much stress, not enough sleep, not enough white space for the pace of their life. So I'm not, Scott, I'm not going to give you the three things because I think there's a hundred things, <laughs> but the key is, is I think we're all different and we have to look and say, where do we have the biggest opportunity? It's the same thing with diversifying a portfolio. If they're, if someone's very exposed, I would think the first thing you tell them is to probably you know, diversify in some areas to give you more balance. And I would say most people it's rest that they're missing. So that could be sleep, white space, working on your breathing, meditation, um, and nutritionally could be drinking more water. Again, going back to the basics, building from the foundation up. So along those lines, and I, I believe I've heard both of you say this, and so maybe this, Chris, you can take this. So you said your why has to be bigger than your butt. What do you what do you mean by that? Well, like Matt was saying, you know, he <laughs> you can tell we're, we're related, but you know, my answer would be to Scott's question is Rusty Move. So that's my latest book. But when you look at the book, when I first wrote the book, which is a large book, I had to really start thinking about where do I want to begin? And I, really health begins in your mind. And so we're going to talk self-awareness, behavior change. But a big part of what you're asking right now is behavior change. 
how do you get people to want to make a change? Yeah. And so many times I'll ask them, what's their purpose? What's their why? But their why, many times you get the hand put up and you guys both, Matt and Scott, you both get this, but I want, I want this amazing retirement, but I also want the boat. Okay. So that's the conversation you're having. It's no different for us. You know, you really want to have better mental health, but you're not willing to walk 10 minutes a day. So here comes the but. So I'll always ask them, hey, what's your why? And your why, your purpose has to be larger than your but. And that's really, you know, play off words, but that's really what it gets down to for many people. I, I want to be healthy, but here comes the but, 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 but. So the goal is to help people really be clear, you know, clarify what they're looking for, having that self-awareness, what holds them back. And then really try to set up some strategies and habits and support systems to to honor their purpose or their why. So again, that's the beginning. If you don't get that right, then people are going to fall off the cliff very quickly. And that's what I've learned over the years. It's like, how do you create a habit, sustainable lifestyle, but it really has to follow what's what's driving me along the way? What's my purpose? What's my why? And what's getting in the way of that? And I imagine you... I say, I imagine you've seen a, some pretty big butts over, <laughs> over your careers. Well, when you start diving into it, though, really, it's true. It's when I really get into it, we, you know, Matt and I are both really good at strategies and tactics on how to get there. Like Scott was asking, you know, how do you get a better night's sleep? Well, we'll tell you exactly how you can improve that or, you know, how do you calm the mind, relax the body. But before you even get to there, and it's no different than what you guys do, is you have got to get their mind in a position that, you know what, this is really my purpose. This is my driver. You know, for me, one of my drivers is, is my why is my five grandkids. And I had amazing grandparents growing up and I want to ha do the same kind of fun stuff with my grandkids. So again, one of my drivers is staying healthy and vibrant as I age. That's my driver. That's a long-term one, but again, that's a powerful. And once you get that out in front of people, that 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 pulls them when you you get in the mud because we all get in the mud. Yeah. Chris, building on that, what give me an example of how on target living has impacted somebody's life in the way that you've just described. Well, I think there's many, you know, we get many testimonials and it's always fun for Matt and I and the team to see, you know, I heard you speak X amount of years ago and you changed our lives and blah, blah, blah. You changed the next generation. And again, that's one of our drivers, but I had a woman in Cincinnati long, you know, a hand quite a few years ago, but she was 365 pounds at age 65 and she started her journey, but really getting back to the question about the why and the, but that she, her purpose was to, get healthier again so she could give her a husband her second his second love and that love was love for riding motorcycles so she went from 365 pounds to about 185 pounds went from 16 medications to three medications i've never seen that kind of transformation in somebody that started the journey at 65 years old so wow. that's one that just comes top of mind but you know again was back to you know, what was her driver? What was her purpose? And that was her husband. So every time she felt like, can you imagine climbing that hill? 
Every time yeah. she felt like she was climbing the hill, she kept thinking about her love for her husband and his second love for love for a motorcycle. So that's what's really fun for us sometimes when we see these stories that come out. Sometimes you have no idea. It's like you guys, you don't know how much you can help people. But we always tell people, you're the hero. We're the guide. We're just the guide. That's all. Yeah, I, got, I can imagine you guys have seen some pretty pretty life-changing moments and stories unfold for some people and it kind of leads to the next question i'll throw it over to matt and matt at what point did you see yourself getting involved in the family business i'm sure you had seen these wins these types of successes that you know that uh chris is mentioning but when did you feel that call yourself to to get involved well, it's 2011. So I, I, I think I was interested in the space. I went to uh, school and studied exercise physiology. And um, one of the things that I realized from just observing early on is, is the health space also needs to have a business sense because a lot of people get into the health space for the purpose to help people out, but they can't make a living. So I also minored in entrepreneurship and made sure I had an understanding of business. But I was working at a company trying to help them with their health and wellness program. Um, it was a great place to work, learned a lot of things. And so my first introduction to family business is I came to my dad and said, you need help um, and kind of pretty much forced my way to give myself a job at that time. I don't think I, the, I don't think I thought it was going to happen like that. I don't think I really thought too much of it other than once the time was, but, you know, being a part of it, you observe and maybe uh, subconsciously you're, you're priming yourself for that jump. If it's a passion that you can, you know, add value for. So, so along those lines, right, there's when, when entering a business and then entering a family business, there's potentially some challenges that, that can arise. And so, what conversations did you have before about it? And what are the ones, Matt, that you're like, you know, or and or Chris, we probably should have had that before we got involved together. Yeah, I think we're both, uh, I'm a much faster starter than he is from a personality standpoint. So I figure it out later. I, I just start, I see it, I start. So I don't think we had, I mean, maybe I'm missing, but I don't think we had too many conversations of how are we going to work together? How are we going to communicate? My my first place that I went to work, it was me and someone else and, and, and dad was in working out of his home and on the road. So, um, I think we just started, uh, what, what would I do differently? I think I would maybe ask him what he wants, but I think we, we kind of think the same way in a sense, but we actually have different ways to get there and we kind of can, um, communicate in a way that, uh, eventually we get to whatever the best move is versus, you know, trying to fight each other on the move. But no, I think we're both, um, we figure it out later. So if we have an idea, instead of waiting around and making sure all the boxes are checked, I think both of us just jump in, but maybe he has some insight on that. No, I think, uh, I had no clue. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, be honest with you. I mean, we just, you know, my, I remember when I decided to go full time, my wife Paula said, and I've been married 40 plus years. She said, are you sure? I go, no, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I just, what I'm sure about is my 
passion for this space. That's what I'm sure about. And I've always been a grinder, not afraid to work. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not, let's get this, let's give this a go. Cause I don't want to have any regrets. Like, okay, I, w- I wish I would have gone out on my own. Um, and then when Matt came on board, I had no idea what he was going to do. I'm speaking. And so one thing led to another, and then he kind of found the love for speaking himself and became really good at it. And one thing led to another, and then he started looking at our business differently. Like how do we create more sustainability versus just be a, a, a speaker? And so he kind of took us down in that path, which created us, gave us a lot more diversity. So um, would I have gone down that path? Maybe at some point, but no, he kind of got in that space. And, and uh, I think we're a much stronger company due to his, you know, vision of what were was. But no, I just got in the space. Yeah, my son wants to come on board. Yeah, we can figure this out. And that's kind of how we both roll. We just will figure it out as we go. And but today it's a little bit more structured and clear. And but yeah, I don't know if I would change much because again, sometimes when you come in with your eyes are wide open, there's a lot of things that can happen. And um, and it did. My uh, I'll answer that, Matt. My um, first week on the job, I was just, you know, wherever I got to go and learn and um, we had this meeting with another organization for collaboration and we're sitting there and hour and a half later, I don't even know if the conversation had anything productive. And I, I went, um, at the time my third generation would have been alive. My, my grandfather, my, my dad's father. And I went to his house and I said, and like, I can't do these meetings. These are brutal. And so then he's like, well, you're going to have to be the bad cop. And so that first week. I said, don't invite me to any more of these meetings unless it's something that adds value. And we still laugh to this day of (laughs) week one, I'm telling them what to do as uh, coming into the business. But it's worked out. Go ahead, Scott. I was going to say, I I would imagine that, you know, both being motivated people, when you get, when you get a chance to attack a problem and solve a problem, you're going to go, you're going to go at it a hundred percent. How do you, as a father and son combination, turn it off when the workday is done? I can answer that. I think I very, one of the observations I have is family businesses are tough. And so before I was part of the business, you know, my mom and my dad were running the business. My mom, you know, should be on this call. She's a co-founder. I joke with her, but she doesn't want to be front and center. She's behind the scenes as a more administrative um, co-founder, but there's dynamics that make it challenging. Luckily, we don't have to go home to the same house. <laughs> That's that makes it even more complicated. And I think um, the way I approached it is if, you know, he was talking about work in a space that I wasn't ready, I, I, I tend to give very limited one word answers. And that, that gives him a clue that, you know, let's talk about it later. But I think we have enough passions and hobbies outside of work, even though work is a calling and something we love to do that uh, we, we have a, a natural balance that just is created, but it takes work. It does take effort to not always talk about the shop. Because you're, because that's what you do all day, every day. And, and it's very evident talking with you now, both of you and, and outside of this is you want to help people. And so that's top of mind. Granted, you love your families and your kids and that, but, 
but it's top of mind, right? I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's a fair way to say it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we're always trying to help people in all different capacities. And the and the work for us is, um, you know, you hear people saying, you know, how do you give back and where do you volunteer? You know, one of the things that I think we both feel is the biggest impact we can make in anybody. Yeah, we want to volunteer, donate time and do that stuff is to improve their health. So I'd rather spend time doing what I'm really good at in that space. And I, I think we both feel that makes the biggest impact that we can make. So we do spend a lot more time. Uh, but, you know, if there's a time where we need to step away, I think we can do that pretty well. And he's getting better. He's getting better at that as he enters into the next phase. <laughs> I was just going to say, I had just heard someone, you know, if, if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't help others. You can't volunteer. You can't take care of your family. You can't. So it, like you had just said, man, it, it starts with you. So correct. Yeah. Well, as both of you know, I mean, we're in the financial services world and we work a lot of times with small business owners. What would you, and oftentimes there's second generation, uh, you know, members of the family who are interested in picking up where mom and dad left off. What, what kind of advice would you give to that second generation coming into a business? Well, I, I guess think, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think the big thing for me is just being really transparent of what, you know, what do I want? And then what do I think, you know, the direction and just have that open dialogue. So being transparent, having that communication, I think I try to do a, a you know, I, I probably sometimes I'm more over transparent. Um, but again, I think the more that, you know, Matt knows what I'm thinking um, and all, you know, really my number one goal is to have him and the business be successful. So with that thought process in mind, and that's where my heart lives, then, then I think everything is going to fall in place. So that's my, that's kind of what I bring to that party on what, what I would, you know, what I try to do or what I'm trying to do right now is, Mr. Nordman will tell you that it's it's the next season for me, and I'm moving in that direction. Yeah, one of the things as a second generation, I think, don't just get in the business because it's a job. You know, you have to add value, and then number two, you have to really want to do it. And maybe maybe there's a second generation that's transitioning and learning that, and they won't know till they get in it. But um, I think the mistake that I see is there's a lot of people that I know that took over businesses, make a, a amazing living. And then they start to be more attracted to the living, the money, the, um, you know, the lifestyle, than they do the job. And I think that's where eventually the business will fail or stop. And, and that's okay, too. You know, if it's just a vehicle for, uh, as they say, a means to an end, you know, one of the things that I really think about a lot is, as the founder, you have a different perspective on the business. You founded it, you had a vision and, um, and that might mean like, you feel like, well, I'm the means and the end. So, and so like one of the ways that I look at, you know, Chris Johnson, the business creator is my job is to take that and make it something 10, 15 years from now. 
And how do I do that in a way where it doesn't stop when he stops? And so that's how I look at our business specifically. And I think that's an important aspect to, uh, to create more generational businesses. Um, we got a local um, clothing store in town and I don't know, is that the fifth generation, fourth generation, 150 plus years, Kazacheks and I don't know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty interesting thing to think about is how could a business last 150 years in one family? That's a great question. Would you, would you want your kids to be involved? I think just in the same sake mine, I am in, I wasn't going to be involved if I didn't have interest. And the job is so challenging for what we do that if you don't have interest, you're not going to be very good at it and you're not going to have the expertise. So if they want to, it's open is the, is like the end all be all that they're going to have to go to school for this and then come work for the business. I, I could care less about that unless they want to. Okay. And so and my kids, are, my oldest kid is sick. So we got some time. Yeah. You got a few, you got a few minutes left as, yeah. as the younger people say. So obviously when working with family, there can, as, as we kind of, you know, joke that, you know, all families have some level of dysfunction, whether it's just a little bit and everybody can still gather or, hey, you're going to be on Jerry Springer or Dr. Phil, right? <laughs> Somewhere in that range. So, so with the challenges that you all, whether they're little or big, what, what would you say, how do you address those when working with family or what advice would you give to someone about working with family about the challenges and then how do you address and or overcome those challenges? I think for us specifically, um, I came to work for on target living to grow on target living. So my first move was to take the business from Chris Johnson's on target living to on target living with or without Chris Johnson. Now he's a huge vehicle, huge driver personality. We all attract to people. But my, my main focus is to build the business. And so from the get-go, he had faith that whatever I was doing was trying to build the business. So kind of releasing some responsibility and or having faith that I was making choices. Now, he has opinions. He'll voice them. But he sometimes, I would say listens versus saying, well, this is how we've always done it. And so I think from a the relationship of the founder, he has the faith that my job is to grow it and to develop it. Um, and so he sometimes can take a, a listening approach versus I have to learn how to listen maybe a little bit better. But my first kind of personality is to kind of take over and say, okay, here's where we're going to lead the journey. So that's what's worked for us. And I think everyone's different, but I see a lot of family businesses where the founder still 30 plus years of working with maybe their son or daughter still is calling every single shot. And I think that's going to fail because at some point you're going to have to let the next generation run it. And if they're not practicing that, then they'll probably fail once that, that founder is, is out of the picture. Could not agree more because then, because if they don't, because if it's always done this way and always done, like you'd said, if you, well, we always do it this way. And if you're not relinquishing some of that control to that next generation. Well, we all have a uh, an expiration date, and if that person is well, not ready, 
Well, an example for us, so COVID hits and um, if we didn't have technology behind our business, we would have, we would have failed. Now, could we have figured it out? Could we have paid people to figure it out for us? Sure. But if we would have always done what we've always done, didn't have technology, just always had to be in person and live, we wouldn't have been able to adapt so fast. So that's an, a real example. And just with anything, the world is becoming so much more dependent on simplicity, convenience, a couple clicks. And if you say, well, I don't need a, I don't need a website or um, my website's good enough or technology's good enough, well, there's an opportunity for that customer or that person to choose something different. If if you're not trying to and improving, right, you're going you're back. Dying. Yeah, you're dying. Could not agree more. So what what do you enjoy most about working together and working with family, like with your mom? And I know your sister Kristen has been involved. And and so what do you enjoy most about working with family? Uh, I think I think we're all after the same vision, you know. So there's no disagreement with like the what we're doing from a passion. We all have the same passion of helping people. So that's the easiest thing. You don't have to really look over and say, are you really passionate about this dad? Cause you just know that that's, that's what he's after. And I think for me, uh, it's pretty simple. Like I could sit down and do a podcast with Matt or Kristen and you know, we know exactly what we're thinking so it's it's not a it's not a hard it's not a hard uh, situation at all. So there's a lot of years of experience and trying, and you know all this goes on. So I, I think that's what I get excited about. You know, there's nothing better than to come into work with your son or your daughter, you know, every day. And then you know my wife's involved, and you know again being married 40 years, she does so many wonderful things. Um, behind the scenes and um, sometimes I have to be careful of because I'm a big thinker and she's more of a like hey how are we going to get it done so I've learned over the years like I have to be careful of like hey this is my grand idea today and she's figure trying to figure out how we're going to do it how we're going to pay for it so you kind of learn some of these things along the way but no to be involved with a family it's uh you know it's been a gift for me and um, as we know with our kids, all we want them to do is find, you know, a passion in the life that they, you know, are truly, they love. And so again, I, I'm very grateful for, you know, how this, and I had no idea this would be something that, uh, you know, Matt and Kristen would be interested in. I was going to say, Chris, you know, it's been a, it's been a privilege of Matt and I to work with your family and help you towards some of your own personal retirement goals and, and towards some of the goals of your family business. Um, the whole idea of succession planning, uh, where are you at with, with, uh, with Matt and the family in terms of your business and where, what do you think is the next step in your succession planning as you, uh, as you said, enter the next season? Well, Scott, this is happening very quickly, as uh, as your partner knows. Um, we're moving very quickly into this. I didn't want to get in a situation where, okay, now it's time for me to step away. Um, you know, again, I've kind of relinquished 
the steering wheel a long time ago and I like where we're going and um, I'm kind of used as a, as a tool in a sense where I'll still keep doing what I'm doing, but I want to do less of it. And I don't want to have to feel like if I want to play golf with Mr. Nordman or stay up North longer, I can do that. And so really we're moving very quickly. 2024 is really going to be a, a next step this year. We're kind of transitioning into that succession plan where Matt will take over fully um and be the owner of on turk living and so that's we're moving into that space right now so so we're moving very very quickly and i'm very excited about the next season of my life and my wife's life and and my kids life so again uh that's where we're at but it's happening very quickly in 2024 is really going to be the jumping off uh timeline it's very exciting right because to see like you talk about, Chris, going from a gym rat to having this now second generation, extremely successful business, which Matt, now you're taking it, you're taking where your dad got it to and, you know, the two of you and then eventually you, Matt, 100% are taking it to that that next level. So, so looking at it, how, Matt, for you and then Chris, for your dad or, you know, your parents, how... How did your parents um, impact your relationship with money? Like Chris, you're talking about, you know, you'll come home and 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 talk with Paula. It's like, hey, here's the next big idea, and she's like, how are we going to pay for it? So, so how did your parents affect your relationship with money? Well, I think I think you know one of the my gift I had from my father. My father was very generous, and so that is part of my bucket list, as you know, Matt. That. I am not a big fan of somebody being, you know, not being generous. So my dad was probably overly generous. And so I, I really want to pass, pass that on to not only my kids, but also the people I come in contact with every day. I, I look at an abundance mentality versus a scarcity mentality. So I think my dad taught me that along from the beginning. And I would watch him when he didn't really have the resources, but he always wanted to share that, whether it was tipping somebody at a restaurant or, you know, whatever it might be. I remember him caddying and everybody wanted to caddy for my father because he would be so generous. So I think that's something that I want to do, not only generous with my money, but also generous with my time. And um, I think my kids kind of follow that same path. My mother was very, very frugal but my mom was never cheap. So I really got that a little bit from her. And she was very, my dad was not a saver. My mom was. And so I think I got the best of both of them. I, I love to save. I like to look at the future. I, I like numbers, as you know, and, um, and I'm not, I'm willing to put in the work to get where I want to be. Um, so, and my wife is right on board. I mean, we have the same thought process in the financial space. So I feel very blessed there. I don't have a spouse that we fight about this at all. I think we're in lockstep with that. And I have an amazing uh, advising team with uh, with the two of you. So again, I'm very blessed on that. So that's really my where my parents influenced me. But, um, you know, we talk a lot about that. I talk a lot about that with my siblings and, um, and both how our parents influenced our, our thinking around money. What about you, Matt? Uh, I think the, um, yeah, I learned that uh, as well. I think uh, 
I do like to spend, I do like to spend money. So I also like to figure out ways to make more money. I think that's maybe a little tweak of a difference, but um, I think I learned that you have to, you know, invest money. You know, I started a Roth IRA, my first job without even blinking an eye and worrying that, you know, I'm losing cash flow and then uh, life insurance and, and different vehicles and ways to protect your assets. So I learned that through them. I don't know how else you learn those types of things. And I'm so thankful that uh, I didn't have to wait to learn that. I kind of knew it once, you know, there was an opportunity to to make a living. Great. Appreciate you guys sharing and uh, appreciate you guys being, you know, with us today. And, you know, again, with, with, helping people understand about on-target living as well as business owners and then second generation business owners. And so if people have more questions about on-target living and, and how literally it is life changing, how can they get in touch with you guys? Well, I'll ask the uh, technical expert, but um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anything on-target living. So social media at on-target living, our website's very robust. And then um, podcasts as we're on right now is a very fast growing medium. And so Rest, Eat, Move is our podcast that we do every week. Okay, great. Well, again, appreciate you guys being here. And I know that, you know, from me and my family, thank you much for the, again, life-changing. Again, I tell people, if you told me that I'd wake up every day and have my wheatgrass, spirulina, corona, <laughs> Fish, I'd be like, no, you are put down the crack pipe because that is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I start my day. Every, and and in fact, you know, I said to Sherry, I'm if if I'm making overnight oats and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, no, yes. Who I is am. this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> Who's this guy? If you had told this guy 20 plus years ago, that's what I'd be like, no, no, it's not happening. So thank you. Thank you. Well, but Oreo, guess, cookies, but, but, Oreo cookies, like you said, I, I don't blame you. Those are some of the best tasting food in the world but i think one one last thing i'll i'll mention i think matt you you talked about this when you and i first got together and talking about you know financial freedom but you know you talked a lot about buckets and taking steps and things like that and it's no different than your health so again it's a really similar space it's all about building habits it's all about taking one step at a time and that's really our lifestyle that's what we teach and i think people really like that thought process behind it versus you don't have to do all this overnight it's just taking these baby steps along the way to build uh, these habits that can get you to where you want to be from a health standpoint so no different than what you taught me from the beginning all good stuff all good stuff agreed agreed yeah well, well, for, again, for me for you know my clients who who pay attention to our podcast i hope they they take the information that they've had today and they they uh, use it as motivation to contact you guys because it really is, it really can be life-changing. And I'm 63 now, and uh, I can I can honestly say that I've talked to Matt, uh, Chris, about, you know, the next season as well. And uh, to be healthy, to be a grandparent, you know, six grandchildren, um, I can't think of any, I, it wasn't something I was thinking about when I was 20, but I'm thinking a lot about it now. And uh your on target living target is still on our refrigerator. And uh, I can't say that I'm always hitting the center of the target, but 
I'm always aware of uh, the outer ring and and I, I think Matt said one time, the, my biggest fear is being in a grocery store in the middle of those aisles when you show up, trying to explain <laughs> myself. It's all good. It's all good. It's all forgiving. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, fellas, Thanks. I appreciate you guys stopping by and, and being with us and carving some time out of your busy day. I, I know you guys obviously have a lot to lot to get going, a lot to do, so we'll let you get back to that. But, uh, but thanks again for, for being with us here on the show. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Chris Johnson, Matt Johnson, the founder and CEO, as well as the president of On Target Living, being our guest here on Path to Abundant Living today. Uh, guys, I'll throw it over to you. Matt, let's start with you. Uh, just overall thoughts from today's conversation. Any notable takeaways on your end? A, a few things, obviously, is the 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 work that they do at On Target Living is on. It is life changing. Again, I can speak for me and my family the results of what's happened and how much better we all feel when we do rest, eat, move. When we do those things physically, mentally, and emotionally, we all feel better when we do those things. And so anybody that's listening, I would recommend go to On Target Living. And then when you look at it from in in our space, the wealth management space, as, as business owners ourselves, and then looking at uh, Chris and Matt as business owners and then second generation business owners. There's a lot of, we have every day you have challenges as a business owner. And I don't care what size business you have from just starting out to, you know, six, seven, eight, nine figure businesses. There are challenges every single day and, and it's communicating and addressing those in a healthy, positive way. And, and like Matt said, with the understanding that we're trying to move the business forward, not, not to the, oh, it's the bottom line only. It's like, what's that impact that, as we talk about, what's that significant impact we can have in people's lives? And so for for Chris and Matt and Paula and, and Matt's twin sister, Kristen, you know, all of them involved in this business of impacting people's lives is is phenomenal. Yeah, it's no, it's it's awesome to see. I love the I love the mentality of of rest, eat, move. Um, I, I've got my own thoughts, but Scott, I want to hear yours first. What what was your some of your big takeaways from today? Well, I mean, my our my primary motivation for having for having Matt uh, and Chris on were were obviously you know we have people talking about wanting to have a, the kind of retirement that everybody you know whatever whatever you can imagine or dream about. There's nothing sadder then coming into that uh, retirement with all of the assets necessary to have a financially sound retirement and lack the health. So for me, that was one of the biggest reasons why I think, you know, Chris and, and uh, uh, Matt provide a very uh, impactful story. But of course, they're also a very successful small business. So there was a lot of different ways that we could incorporate, um, you know, their their existence as a business and and uh, as health fitness trainers uh, into our clients' lives by uh, inviting them here today. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing personally that stuck out for me that Chris had shared was, uh, and it made all the sense in the world, and that is we all like to think about the strengths that we have, right? We always like to think about what we're good at. But where it comes to getting on top of your health you know, when you look at rest, eat, move, you need to look at the weaknesses. Okay, if you're resting well, great, that's your strength. But what's your weakness in those three? And for a lot of folks, it's going to be the eat or the move most of the time. Uh, so I just found that to be a really unique way of, of kind of looking at that and recognizing that, 
you know, you're going to have a weakness among one of those three areas. And when you can address that weakness, it'll elevate all three at the same time. So that was, that was a big takeaway for me. And I'm glad to hear uh, Matt, that you guys on, on your end of, uh, you know, physically you and your family have experienced the benefits of that. It's really, really cool stuff. Um, gentlemen, for, for anybody in our audience today, you know, as we always do, if anybody is interested in reaching out to you guys, contacting you for, you know, wealth management support and, and discussion, or also just if they're interested in picking your brain about Chris, Matt on target living, you know, want to, you know, see if there's a connection and any fit uh, or a way, shape or form, what would be the best way they can get in touch with you and your team? Two, two best ways, Ryan, is first the traditional way, phone 517-333-7967 or our website, morrisonnordman.com. Fantastic. Well, fellas, you're a busy guy. So you've got clients to serve, so I'll let you get back to doing that. But I uh, appreciate you joining me today and, and welcoming Chris and Matt on with a great conversation and uh, a lot of considerations for the audience in terms of, you know, that path to abundant living. Well, it starts with making sure that you're living on target and that's, you know, resting, eating, moving. So a lot of good stuff today and uh, looking forward to the next one. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. Scott, see you soon. All right. We'll see you. All right, boys, take it easy and oh, here, let me scratch that here. All right, gentlemen, take it easy. And hey, look, folks, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you for stopping by and being with us on the show today. If you did enjoy today's discussions with Chris and Matt from On Target Living, you benefited from that discussion in any way, shape, or form, well, then make sure you hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on future conversations just like the one you heard today where Matt, Scott, and I, we sit down and dive into these wealth management topics. Maybe we bring on some, some featured and esteemed guests and dive into their work. World. Either way, we want to make sure that you're subscribed. That way you never miss out on these great conversations. Before Matt and Scott, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Path to Abundant Living. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors. Morrison, Norman & Associates and Securities America are separate entities. All investing involves risk, including the possible risk of principal.